0: Welcome to Grace Notes. Barbara Sandvik has been discussing the subject of power. On our last program, Barbara addressed the issue of power and surrender. She stated that, According to Romans 12, 1, we should present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. She outlined the types of sacrifices presented under the law and likened them to the ways we can give ourselves to God in this age of grace. In the next few programs, Barbara will explore each sacrifice in detail. So settle in as we begin with Power and Purity, The Sin Offering.
1: The sin offering was for cleansing from defilement and involved the confession of sin and receiving of forgiveness. Animals were usually sacrificed as offerings for sin. Every time an animal was sacrificed, it served as a vivid reminder that sin was serious. When the animal's life was given in exchange for the penalty of sin, the guilty person could be cleansed from sin, at least for the moment. By placing their hands on the head of the animal to be sacrificed, worshippers identified themselves with it. They saw clearly that the animal was dying in their place for their sin. Its blood was the cleansing agent that removed sin, since blood represented the life of the animal. This ritual needed to be repeated day after day because without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sin. But when Jesus shed His perfect blood on the cross, He made peace with God for us permanently. Hebrews 9.28 says, Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people. His perfect sacrifice forgives not only our sin forever, it removes our guilt By accepting this sacrifice, we receive back the glory we lost and the assurance that we are completely forgiven because we are saved to the uttermost. The same Shekinah glory of God that filled the tabernacle and temple in Old Testament times is poured out on us through the Holy Spirit. This glory, this power, this holiness is placed in us when we receive the Holy Spirit through belief in Christ. 2 Timothy one seven states, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love and self-discipline. We have the power to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong. Though we will still sin until we receive our resurrected bodies, 1 John 2, 1 says, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Jesus lives and sits at the right hand of the throne of God, to ever intercede for us to the Father when Satan accuses us. We may sin, but we are not sinners. Sin no longer has to be our lifestyle. As believers, we are called to holiness and purity. But so often we're caught up in the world, seeing and doing things that Jesus had to die for. The more we sin, the more we find we have to. We play with sin and think we're in control. A true story is told of a professional animal trainer in a circus in England. He was so good they gave him the center ring. There he displayed his mastery over lions, tigers, leopards, and hyenas, but he always saved the best till last. It was a boa constrictor, nearly thirty feet long. He'd bought it when it was only a few days old, and for twenty-five years had handled it daily, so that he considered it perfectly harmless and under his control." The huge serpent came slithering along, its head erect, its bright eyes sparkling, and, as usual, began to coil its heavy folds around him. The audience was spellbound. The trainer gave a muffled cry, and the people burst into applause, only to be changed to silence, when, without warning, the boa constrictor's serpent-like nature returned and embraced him for the last time. The crowd heard bone after bone crack as the killer tightened its hold. The man's plaything had become his master and destroyer. 2 Peter 2:19b says, "A man is a slave to whatever has mastered him." Romans 6:12 through 14 says, "Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires." Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. Romans six eleven says, Count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Why? Hmm. Because sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will leave you longer than you want to stay. And sin will cost you far more than you'll want to pay.
2: As a child, I foolishly turned God away.
1: Sinless life may not be possible this side of death, a changed life is second corinthians five seventeen says therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, but we hold on to old things though new offer more. It's ground that we've covered, predictable, sure. But God says, give it up. Let them pass from your life. They'll give you no peace, just long, endless strife. The blessings far outweigh the struggle to change when God is let free to your life rearrange. He'll make you what you've always wanted to be, a beautiful person that others can't see. It's well worth the effort to give up control to the one who cares deeply for your very soul. He'll never hurt you, for he paid the price He gave up his son so that we'd be in Christ. Resist him no longer. You're wasting so much. He'll do all the work. All it takes is his touch. Why not reach out and touch the Lamb of God? Lay your sin on him. He'll touch you with his cleansing power. Just pray as King David did in Psalm 32. I acknowledge my sin to you and do not cover up my iniquity. I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you will forgive the guilt of my sin. Then you can say, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and whose spirit is no deceit.
2: home. Jesus went to the throne Presented his sacrifice To God alone Father, it is finished He proclaimed as heaven cheered His blood is full
0: Listening to Grace Notes. Thanks for joining the program. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us at Sandback Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland 21047. Or email us through our webpage at www.sandbackministries.com. And if God leads you, send along a love gift. Join us on our next program. We'll continue our discussion on Power Through Weakness.